0: This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Live. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Ha! Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips.
1: Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It is Thursday of Raiders Week here at the Star in Frisco. And we've got lots to talk about before the Cowboys get ready to play on Sunday Night Football. It's always fun around here. And, and you know, Brian, I heard you ask Coach Garrett today. They're <laughs> practicing outdoors again.
2: Yeah, he didn't like my question. Why? I don't think he did. I, I, I kind of I said, you know, coaches are creatures of habit. They got a nice win. They played well last yeah. week. The fact they're playing on a grass field I thought might be another thing. But I don't think he wanted to – he's one of those guys that doesn't want to – you know, we practice because we practice, not because of the conditions or the grass or anything like that. So I should have known better. That was a terrible question on my part.
3: No, it's a fair question. He just doesn't want the perception of a, a built-in excuse of, oh, well, the conditions well, the altitude are a fact. Yeah, it like that. seems the same way yeah. with the altitude in Denver. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, they practiced outdoors last week. They got a win. Sometimes coaches are a little superstitious about the way they do things.
1: Yeah, you we know? were superstitious about our pizza.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. John, yeah. there you go.
1: Yeah, Coach Garrett gave a lot of injury updates, Rob. If you, you know, I saw you posting about that. Which one stood out to you the most?
3: Uh, well, Orlando Skandrick feeling better, but maybe limited. Maybe gets in and does a little something today. No David Irving again, so you got to think yeah, there's the there's the fist from Brian. I think he's out mm-hmm.
1: concussion,
3: and that's a factor yep. potentially against this Raiders offensive yep. line. Good news for Lyle Collins. Looks like he's going to practice for the first time in more than two weeks. Tyron Smith will be back as well. Um, Justin Durant also coming off a concussion illness last week. Maybe get involved a little bit. Bryce Butler, maybe not. Still dealing with the foot. James Hanna could get in, do a little work today. He's got a knee injury, popped up on the report yesterday, and Sean Lee might do a little bit more too. So, Is
1: it the same knee that James Hanna has been dealing with out through his career,
3: that I'm not sure of. You know, Mick.
4: He said he didn't know, did he? Yeah, I think it probably is. It has yeah, to be. the need yeah. he had. It this probably scope swells on. up. A it does. Bit on it, he's had some most and you know what?
2: That's going to be a situation when you get down to the end of it, when it turns into the off season. You have to figure something out. Obviously, you've got some guys in place. Blake Jarwin's a guy that got, so you know, when Hannah doesn't practice, Blake Jarwin gets to practice. We'll see what happens with Rico Gathers in that situation. I think that's a 2018, okay, where are we at with this knee and stuff like that. You have a couple of guys that have actually played, uh, you know, pretty well. I think Jeff Swain, And you say, okay, who would you, you know, we, James Hannah made a heck of a play the other day in that football game. Great catch. But I think if you said, who are the guy that, you know, you think could block catch, get down the field the best, I think Swain might be that guy, so that might mean that, uh, you know, that we see maybe a little bit different thought about James Hannon next year.
1: Yeah, great to hear about Lyle Collins and getting back from his injury. You know, of course, he hasn't really practiced at all the past two weeks, but he's had strong, hard matchups in those past two games and still showing out. So, of course, he has Khalil Mack this week, which is right. nothing to just, you know, shake your head at. Yeah. It, it hasn't back, gotten any better.
2: easier. It hadn't gotten any easier for him, and I think that's the, I think that's the the thing that you you know. But you you have to appreciate the way he's played throughout. It, it's amazing to me. I I don't know about you guys. I really really don't know about you guys, but I it's so surprising to me that he can miss practice and be as effective as the way he is. Is that because he's a young player? missing practice and not being good or no,
3: no and being and still being I mean are you surprised because I'm surprised still playing well? I'm
2: surprised because I kind of always felt like that he was a guy that needed to practice a assignment wise b technique wise yeah and there seems to have not been any huge problems now again I mentioned yesterday Zach Martin you know Zach playing next to Zach Martin is is a pretty good uh, thing to have going if you make a mistake oh Zach Martin can be there to help you but I, I feel like though, that it, it's it. Hey, when you look at the mental side, when you look at the physical side, and what he's able to do, uh, that's been something that you know it, it has allowed you to say, okay, we can give him more rest mm-hmm. because he's been able to show that he can play in these games.
4: Or maybe the rest is the reason why he's playing better. Uh, that's that's a he very- might have been fighting through it without anybody mentioning yeah. it, and it was hurting him. And now that he doesn't have to practice every day fully. Uh, you know, maybe he's fresher for the game. By the way, you remember Hannah signed a three-year deal. Yeah. So be careful cutting guys that have already paid.
2: Well, uh, you know, they've done that before with some guys. Yeah, seen, I know. I mean, I don't think Hannah's going to break the bank with you. But I think there has to be some legitimate concern about his injuries. right? The, the knee. I mean, this is something they remember
3: all. Oh, it was, it, a, it it, was a bone bruise in camp, and yeah,
2: then it wound and it, up being it, a
3: seri- you know yeah, surgery deal. Yeah, so, I,
2: and I, you're right, Mickey. I'm not trying to cut somebody that's been signed, but I, you know, we've we've seen that in the past. If it comes down to, can he be healthy enough? Can we count on him? You also, yeah, you pay a guy to to, to play, mm-hmm. and in this season he's played. You know, now we're down to the final month of the season, and he's having to sit out a little bit or sit out at least to practice.
1: You gave the out sign on David Irving. I do. We're sitting here a week and a half. Of course, you never shake your head at a concussion. But getting back to that, Rob, you mentioned it's going to impact this run game for the Oakland Raiders.
3: Yeah, just uh, Brian made the good point yesterday in terms of, you know, he's not your typical plugger three technique guy in the middle. Irving is he's a guy who's athletic, who can penetrate the pocket and maybe give these big Raiders offensive linemen some trouble uh if you don't have him then you're going with richard ash and rotation with lewis neal and it's just a little bit of a different matchup so he provides kind of a unique element for them in the middle uh paired with malik collins And if they don't have that i think you might see it show up i think we're and rob's exactly
2: right what's going on you have to make this raider front move Mm -hmm. you have to you can't just rush them right down the middle if you do that you're playing right into their strength. Make these guys have to move, and I think that's what David is able to do. We talk about the slinky ability, the ability to get in the gaps, to play on the move, to kind of take a step, hard step, then come back, you know, redirect things. You know, that's where David Irvin is going to be, uh, really help you in these types of games, but I'm just falling on Mickey's concussion protocol himself, what he's talked about. If the guys don't practice two days in a row, I anticipate them being out. I, mean, I think it's been pretty consistent with that. You know, so I, I just don't see him playing this week. And I would think the same as Skandrick. I think Skandrick is absolutely that the
3: same thing. Yeah, it's two day. I mean, like he's better, but maybe not ready. Yeah,
2: the young, yeah. the young defensive backs have. You know, and this this is an interesting thought too. I wonder if Skandrick, you know, and I shouldn't say this, but because it's always considered like a bad thing. But if you think about Sant- Skandrick is one of those guys that he understands his body and stuff like that, and he's like, hey, if they're going to play young guys, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm not going to go out there and, and, you know, have to do anything extra, you know. I mean, that, that just seems that's, – that's, pro- that's probably wrong on my, my thinking. But, you know, you kind of wonder. You see the, hey, if they're going to play young guys, and I'm going to protect myself. I've, if, they're, if they're not interested in moving forward with me, again, this is very, they're kind of setting things up for all these young guys playing. And, hey, what my, how much money do we have to spend and all that? And it, it could be a his situation say, well, maybe I need another game or two to be fully healthy.
4: What did he, what did he say on Butler? Did he say not much? Uh, it doesn't sound like he was going to do much again. Yeah. That's interesting. I was talking to him yesterday in the locker room, and it sounded like the the soreness in his foot was caused by the shot, like this, the point where they entered the needle. Mm-hmm. It was That's what was sore and bothering him, he said the most. So I, I was thinking maybe he'd –
3: maybe I got it confused. Over that. No, I think yeah.
4: I think he said it right. But he didn't he didn't act like, oh yeah, I'm going out and practicing. Yeah. He was still saying it was sore, and he said it was sore from taking the shot. On Skandrick, Brian, I mean,
3: if you he were healthy, they need him. And, and, He'd and, play. Yeah. And I mean but this, they're also, this, is, this is an offense that I, you've we talked about. Derek Carr can take over a football game. But this
2: also look at the situation. We know what Orlando <sighs> Skandrick is. He could be a very good player for you. And he could also, he understands exactly the business side of it. He probably in that locker room understands business more than anybody in that room. And if he's saying, okay, they're so happy about these young guys and you know what, I'm going to protect myself a little bit. I'm not going to put any bad tape out there. We've heard veteran guys say that before, you know, but I, I, I it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me that he would say, he would take the attitude is, okay, go play with those young guys and I'll give myself another week to get healthy. And then if I'm, you know, then we'll see how things go.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, he may not have another week to get healthy. Yeah, because if they lose,
3: that's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's all if they lose, on it's deck. all the young guys. Just yeah, go sit. Yeah,
2: I'm that's, playing the young guys. That's, that's gotta that's, win this game. That's but see, that's that's you know that's to me. I,
1: What's Skandrick's contract currently?
2: I get confused because it gets readjusted like yeah, every he got, other. He
1: sure. got extended in the summer of. I don't 2015. think it's one of those fifteen. I don't think right. it's
2: one of those things where again you you kind of look at it and he's done a really smart thing because he's never. He's made money without really making money. He's yeah. always kind of kept himself paid, but not to the point where you say, "Gosh, he's making nine million dollars or ten he million
3: dollars." He's
5: got,
4: making he's, three his, million a year yeah. got, it he's goes salary. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, so and he, he's no, got he's a four million dollar year freedom. in twenty nineteen. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So one year left. Yeah, or two years left.
4: Yeah. Next year so and twenty nineteen. Yeah, yes. Two
2: years left. See, that's what I'm saying. He kind of keeps himself paid without being overpaid to making somebody think. But they're clearly going with a young group out there. I mean, they, they, yeah. that, be a lot because of his injury. Right. But you're also thinking though we've all kind of said, well, Romo missed one game, and every oh, David Carr missed one game, and again, it's a position where you're having to tackle and do all those things, and cover, and twist, and move, and you know. But
4: uh, but he but he got his he got some money up front. Right, so I don't know if what Kent said is his base salary in 2019 because right. he got that. Remember, he was holding out to sure. get the advance. Sure, yeah, he like needed he, the cash. Like, oh, I'm not getting paid enough. Yeah,
3: it's according to Spotrac. Yes, it's uh, five years, 19 million with a three million dollar signing bonus, average of 3.8 over the course of the contract. Okay,
2: <clears throat> so to me that. He just seems—he's a businessman. He understands this, and, and I hate to say a businessman in a game where you need all hands on deck.
3: Yeah, that's but kind that, of my thing. about That, that it, kind
2: of—that's—that's that's a thought. You know, if you're—if you're all hands on deck, and I, we've got to get in the playoffs and all that, well, okay. Well, they still want to play these young guys. Well, I'll—I'll I'll take my time. You know, I'll—you I'll, know—I'll do what I have to do. Well, he's th-
1: had big time injuries before, and he, he knows how. Always he's played good. with hand yeah.
2: injuries and all kinds of stuff. He has. Yeah. You know, but this is, you know, again, a lot of young guys playing in these games. A lot of young guys.
1: There certainly are. So, we'll look to see what the practice report says this afternoon. Of course, Rob, yesterday you were out there in Las Colinas. Let's hear it. Let's hear the report of what you saw at owners meeting. little
3: Four Seasons. It was nice out there.
1: They it's a nice, beautiful place, nice
3: isn't desserts it? Nice for the media. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> we're going to get a membership here real soon. I don't know about that. I hope treated you
1: kindly. And-
3: yes, yes. And, uh, and Jerry Jones and uh, Roger Goodell were very cordial and professional around each other. They had back-to-back press conferences, actually. They just decided, NFL decided the best way to handle it because both media wanted to talk to both of them. Line them up. Goodell speaks first at the podium. Jerry's off to the side waiting to speak. They hug as they're changing sides, and uh, Jerry gets up there and speaks as well.
1: A full hug.
3: A full hug, yes. So it it was a it was a united front presented. I think you know there's obviously been some some pushback and some disagreements on, um, uh, you know the the status of Goodell's contract, and Jerry has been, you know, very pragmatic in explaining. Like we've talked about it on the show, he's got he had 18 months left on his deal. Let's let's tackle some of the issues with the league and then address his contract, but. It got pushed through. He's going to make a lot of money. Uh, the commissioner Goodell is, but uh, what we learned is it's it's largely incentive based, and it's and it's going to and be, rightfully so. And it's going to be based on you know committee of owners deciding subjectively has he met these incentives based on his performance as commissioner, and and that's something Jerry spoke to as well as uh, he he spoke of constitutional changes to the NFL, and I think that relates to the compensation committee and how that's comprised. Of of you know dealing with these types of issues financially with the commissioner involved. So, what are uh, some
1: of these incentives?
3: That I'm not sure specifically. What I, I'm sure there's different. There's so many aspects to the job. Um, I'm sure it has a lot to do with revenue,
1: Rating, ratings, TV
3: ratings, things of that yeah. nature. Um, so you know Jerry has talked about there needs to be some, some change. And and what he spoke to was he said I hope Roger earns every dime. Uh, but we've got to look at how we do things at the, at the league level. He's absolutely right.
1: <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, anyone I, can do
4: so, that. So, yeah, and, and the curious thing to me about the whole thing is we didn't learn about these incentives till like last week, right? Everything else leaked out about what he wanted in the contract, but that stuff didn't leak out. So, my, my I, I, I wonder. Did they change courses there before they gave him the final contract? Right. because uh, yeah. Jerry balked.
3: Yeah, well, he wanted to be, make very clear, Jerry did that. It's not just his effort right. to get that done. It takes an owner a majority vote to have something like that go through. Yeah, but it so. sounded
4: like all the sheep were following, you know, the leader, and and no one was balking at the thing. Now all of a sudden, yeah. oh, we all decided that there was going to be incentives in this thing. And, you know, I think that's a key thing. I do, too. The thing I didn't like was the fact that he's already said that at the end of this contract, I'm retiring.
3: Yeah. Well, he he got asked that up at the podium, and he said, I haven't made any determinations of that.
4: Then why did his spokesman, Joe Lockhart, say this is his last deal?
1: I thought how I read it was that he thought it was his last deal. Like he no, wasn't. No, he
2: Mickey's wasn't right. Lockhart basically said he was done after this deal.
1: How old is he? How old is Rock? He'll be Hedell?
2: sixty-four
4: at the end of the five years.
1: It looks good for sixty-four.
4: Yeah, but what worries me is when people start thinking about retiring, they, they, they were, may have already retired. Bill Parcells used to say that all the time.
3: Yeah, but at the same time, Mick, if you're talking ninety percent performance-based, he's got to earn what he wants. He's well, got to. He's made a, a lot of money already. He has. I know he has. That just concerns me. That's all. The other thing that that uh, one more thing that came up was specific kind of to the Cowboys was Jerry was asked, OK, you're talking about potential adjustments to the power of the commissioner and how does that relate to potentially player discipline in those matters? And Jerry didn't want to get into specifics there, but he again kind of reiterated it's something we need to look at in terms mm-hmm. of how I mean, one one follow up question was about should, should they get out of the investigation business? altogether? I, you know, yes. so that that came up as well. Uh, but there was no, the answer to that. Well, I think Jerry didn't want to. S- oh, they asked Jerry. They asked Jerry. They didn't ask Goodell. Though. Right, right. I think Jerry's response was, you know, I'm, that's out of my jurisdiction. I guess just me speaking personally, but obviously Jerry's felt like, from a Zeke' perspective, it's something they have to look at going forward in the league. So, what did what what
4: did they accomplish at this meeting? Because I'm, they didn't fly thirty two, thirty one owners here to say, okay, Jerry and Roger are good. Did I, they, did they achieve something? Did I they think, come to any conclusions I think,
2: on I stuff? I think this was a, I think this was a one voice meeting and meaning all 32 had the opportunity to say whatever they wanted to say. Right. I think this was really one of those meetings where they said, listen, we've had a lot of things being kind of banded about around in the media. Let's talk about this. I think every owner had the opportunity to stand up. Uh, Ms. Ford and, in Detroit, Ms. McCaskey in Chicago, Mr. Jones in Dallas, Mr. Blank in Atlanta. Everybody got to say what they wanted to say. And I think that's what it was. I think this was kind of an agenda-forming
4: meeting. So this was a special meeting? This wasn't something that I think was on this is their agenda the I think whole this time?
2: Is, they called it a winter meeting, but I believe Jerry Jones requested this meeting with the other owners. And I think the league uh, allowed it to happen. And it was, again, one voice... And we'll and everybody gets to have Let's, their s- say yeah like, and, like yeah like Arthur you need to go shake hands with Jerry Jones right now we're because gonna have a yeah yeah, front. yeah we're gonna have a, you know and 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 some of those owners uh, Clark Hunt in Kansas City could have said my father would have not approved of the way this compensation package is going right now and I don't like it myself you know that's the opportunity you have Thank you mr. Hunt for the chiefs you know Mr. Davis in you know Oakland. Wherever they're at. Yeah, well, Vegas. They're going to be a good Vegas team. They'll
1: be way. a great Vegas, Vegas team.
2: And we're all going to get to go. That'd be fun. But the, the thing the thing about it is, I think that's what they accomplished, Mickey. I think every owner had an opportunity to say their piece before this. Because there's been a lot of, you know, let's, say, let's be honest, the Van Adder story – that's come out there's been somebody was in talking, you know, talking and giving information of what was being said, owners on phone, owners not doing you know, there's a
3: lot of that going on. Reports of confidential memos yes. and resolutions yes. and, and it, none of those yeah, things it, had
4: anything in there about incentives in a contract, did it?
2: Draw the
3: line somewhere here. Let's
2: draw the line. Why are we you know, Miss McCaskey, why you know, why are we having these problems? What are you guys doing over there? You know? Everybody got a chance to say on their behalf what they wanted to say.
4: See, I think one of the problems a lot of these owners have is it's not like, you know, Roger Goodell's the end-all of commissioners, right? Right. Like they can't find another guy. But I think they, a lot of those guys, even though they're great businessmen, unlike Jerry, have problems with dealing with ambiguity. Like, oh, well, what if we get rid of Roger? Who's the next guy? And and Jerry relishes that, right? But a lot of guys just want to say, hey, I know this
2: I'm not, I'm, I'm scared of changing. Let's be honest here. You know, a lot of the ownership is older folks. You know, a lot of older folks. The next time the commissionership comes up, a lot of these old guard are no longer going to be with us. You know, God willing, they all are, but let's be, you know, that's, that's, they're going to, maybe this is an opportunity for these owners to say, this is my last one. Okay. This is what I think.
1: Let me put this. Let me
2: let me go on record here as I'm 83 years old.
1: Absolutely. You know. Well, let's take our first break here, and as we come back, we will really dive into the Raiders because there is a lot of talk about, and especially looking at Derek Carr. We'll be right back.
0: It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue
3: Tommy John gives you the feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles the boys. With over 3 million pairs sold, we've put in the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys.
1: Thank you, Rob. Got
3: my socks on today.
1: There you you do. Go. Yeah. You're all yeah, they, ready to they, go. i tell you
3: what, man, the, the socks, Mickey, you're right.
2: You're on your feet all day. Comfortable socks.
1: You get, That's very wow. important. Cushy, you spend,
2: cushy socks. You spend
1: a lot of your life in shoes and socks, and they should always be comfortable. And yeah. thank goodness we have Tommy John to there you go. do that. Great, saving mine for great the weekend. Gifts. So- great gifts. Great so-
2: gifts. Sock- stocking
4: stuffer, right? Yeah. Perfect absolutely.
1: stocking stuffer if absolutely. you guys are still looking for that.
4: Say that 10 times. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Top five Fire. matchups for this weekend I want to get into. Because, guys, whether you like it or not, if the Cowboys don't get it done this weekend, you can just... Kiss those 4% playoff <laughs> chances goodbye. Yeah. Even though it's an AFC opponent, they really need this win and yeah. they need to keep rolling. Of course, they've gotten the two wins the last couple weeks, but means nothing at this time of year. Okay, so let's look at Sean Lee versus Marshawn Lynch first. Mm. Of course, everyone loves to talk about Marshawn Lynch, and he, he doesn't love to talk as much. No. But what do you think about this?
2: What are you thinking about that one, Mick? Can your linebacker make enough tackles in the hole?
4: He'd make enough tackles in the hole if the guys up front do their job. Yeah. And I thought the guys up front did a better job this past yeah. week than I think we've seen for a couple weeks. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Sean Lee i will have him lined up. It's just a matter of where the dude's running. You know, is he running straight up the middle? Yeah. Anthony Hitchens.
2: We've seen all these cutback things that yeah. Watch the Raiders play. You just don't want to over pursue. Don't be too aggressive getting front side. There's something coming back door. Be ready and Mickey's right, you know, if you don't have, you know, keep an eye on Crawford, you know, on that backside. If that ball starts to the right and all of a sudden bends back, you better have Sean Lee there. You better have – you know Sean Lee will be there. You just hope that – Hope that Tyron Croft's over there, too, and you hope anybody else that comes from that side over there, one of those young corners comes flying in to to help with that run game as well.
4: And I hope he's well enough to to play. I know he's not on the injury report, but that hip pointer that he got in the game is still pretty painful if yeah. you watched him walking through the locker room. So right. he kind of played through that and is obviously practicing through it. But yeah. that'll, that'll be real important because the other guys that can play that defensive end spot – they're not really run-stoppers. Although mind. I did see Mayo finally make some tackles Yeah, uh, on that backside cut. So yeah. I don't know if he's getting or not, but that's going to be – Put some more bricks in
2: his pocket there. Yeah, Mayo, yeah. you know, of
1: course <laughs> the Cowboys got him from the Raiders. Maybe he'll fill a little revenge game. And Hopefully. You know, Alfred Morris always does really well against the Redskins. Yeah. Maybe we could see the same for Mayo. Absolutely. Whatever yeah. it
4: takes. Yeah, Whatever
1: bro. it takes. All right, Rob. Lyle Collins versus Khalil Mack. You've talked about this at Exhaust, but let's really dive into it. Who could really come down and win this matchup?
3: Uh, you know, how many snaps did he get against Mack in preseason? Maybe was it fifteen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think I mean, the number was fifteen. The
1: third, that was the dress rehearsal game.
3: Yeah, it was. Sure was. And, and that was a good. That was kind of the first indication we saw. Okay, against a really good player, how can he handle him? Mack is just so elite at being able to capture the edge and get to the quarterback. I. I, what impressed me the most about Lyle these last couple of games is they haven't given him a ton of help. You know, no, they have not. They've left him out against Ryan Kerrigan and uh, JPP, Vernon, those guys. So do you give him a little bit of help, or do you trust him? I think you you reached a point now where you can trust him, I think, especially you know if he's feeling better physically and he's able to practice this week. Uh, we'll see. I think what he's just got to continue to do is trust his technique and, and not be over-aggressive and and have that kind of guard mentality where you're on guys quickly and maybe you have lapses in your technique but th- that, keeping Dak upright on that side of the football is is maybe the key matchup of the game
2: i'll tell you what rob nailed this thing he's got it right and the, and the thing about you have to be a little bit a little bit worried about though is him taking over that game him getting you know him also we saw what happened in the Atlanta game when when a defensive end takes over the game but uh I expect, like, you know, you haven't given him much help, but I, I still think you're going to see some 12 personnel, some 13 personnel stuff. I think you're going to still see some chip, too. I, I just don't feel I, – as much as you want to put Lyle Collins over there and say, go to it, big fella, I think there'll be a little help. Maybe yeah. not a lot, but I, I think that the hint of it, they don't want to get caught in a game like they did in Atlanta and not have an answer and a plan.
1: Oh, no doubt. Guys, another guy we have to remember, we brought him up earlier this week, but Jared Cook. He is on the Raiders roster and he is doing great for them. Yeah, he's doing a lot better for them than he even did for the Packers. Of course, he had the game sealing reception for Aaron Rodgers in the playoff game, yeah. third and twenty. We'll never forget it. But he's got Byron Jones this week, and Byron Jones, the tight end guy. It's it's a interesting matchup because they're two different body styles all the way.
2: Yeah, they are. They're a lot, you're getting a lot, a lot of eleven personnel, so it can look very similar to what the Cowboys do with the uh, with the tight end running. You know, like with Jason Witten. So. Yeah, Cook is you know he's sneaky in the way he plays, the way he gets up the field, the way he makes catches. I want to say he's leading the Ra- uh, the Raiders in receptions. If I'm not he is. mistaken, yes, he is. So yeah, that he that's is, what he, yeah he's second. Is he second behind behind who? One behind Crabtree. Okay, very comparable to what the to what you know with Crabtree and what they've done and stuff. Forty eight catches. Yeah, so good for them. I mean, hey, that's that's a weapon right there. You mentioned the name Byron Jones. I think we've seen a lot of different safety combinations maybe you'll see heath go in there maybe you'll see uh you know maybe they'll they'll figure out if you get anthony brown on the field maybe that sends a woozy over in that way to take so just kind of keep an eye on that that position as well
4: and they might you know what they they've sometimes done is played more dime right you know either one linebacker or or three just three defensive linemen. there you go and and be when you get a guy that uh, can get down the field like that yeah absolutely always
1: exciting Brian I was reading about you know the big matchup with Demarcus Lawrence tank he got surpassed last week by Chandler Jones at 14 sacks can he get back there going up against Marshall Newhouse oh,
2: I like that tell you are doing your homework Marshall Newhouse is uh, of the of the Oakland offensive lineman I think he's the weak link mm-hmm. you know and that means but then again now do you how do you help him what do you do The Raiders have shown a willingness to keep a tight end. And, you know, Cook is a guy that they want to get in the route, but they'll put somebody to that side. Lynch, Marshawn Lynch is one of those guys that before he gets in route, every single time will chip to the side he's going to. Mm -hmm. Every time. I mean, he will throw a right shoulder in there or a left shoulder. He'll do just to try and help the guy. But this is, I, I just don't think the Raiders can allow. Now, the Raiders haven't given up a bunch of sacks. But but that's that's where if if, there, if there's going to be a pressure point, I think it's over Marshall Newhouse at that right tackle. But again, keep an eye on some help over there, chip help. Let's see if uh, if, if if Lawrence can get him on the move. I keep saying the word get him on the move.
3: That's where you're going to take advantage of these guys.
1: Absolutely, Rob. You excited to see that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You said it, like get them moving laterally. Don't, you know, yeah. Make, make, them, make them chase, basically. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, when we were talking earlier, Jared Cook actually is the receiving leader for yards for the Raiders with he 621. He, he's doing pretty good. He had a long 35 yard pass.
2: Yeah. You got Saw that the other there. day by a tight end catching a 35 yard pass. So that's right. Oh, you yeah. never
1: know when these guys. Okay, so we all wanted to see it last week and we got to see a little bit, but Des Bryant has another interesting matchup this week with TJ Carey. Is he able to handle this one, and will he be able to have an explosive, up, explosive game?
2: Yeah, I, I, the Kerry will play in the slot on you sometime, tape, and then and then you get Dexter McDonald, and then also Sean Smith will be involved there. I, I think the Raiders have had their problems this year because of their secondary. You know, they they were, uh, you know, they were trying to get, you know, Conley was involved. They drafted, they want him. He's on IR now. They're you know they're struggling with that. Uh, you know, but Smith, I think, is the better of the covers. When you talk about Kerry, when you talk about McDonald, Smith is the one guy, Kansas City, a little bit better of a press man, can kind of stay with you. But uh, could be you, – you, the Cowboys, I, I like what they're going to do. I think that if you want to look at two guys to have a good game, Des Bryant certainly could have a good game. Keep an eye on Cole Beasley in this game, too, out of the slot. Let's see, let's see if he can
3: win because if Kerry kicks into the slot – I kind of like that matchup for the for the Cowboys right there. I always like Cole matched up when he's got one guy to beat. Absolutely, you know, Like with yeah. the big play down the field, he had to make one little move to the outside, and, and there he goes. He's off to the races. It's just, guys, he's been bracketed a ton. And when he's not been bracketed, they've they've made sure they've had an elite gut cover guy or one of their top guys, whoever team it is, on him. So we'll see. We'll see how they defend him.
1: Yeah. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Philip from Tennessee. What is your question?
5: Yes, I was wanting to ask... In order to have a little bit more firepower on the offense, do you think that it's possible that they might consider once Zeke come back, putting him on one side of the offense in the slot and taking Rod Smith and putting him on the other side, having two tackle breaking uh, running backs that are very quick in space, letting them have the ball in their hands to see what they can do with it like they did in this last game. They used Rod Smith that way. Yeah, I'm just curious what they put them on the field at the same time. What do you think?
1: Thanks, Philip. Yeah. Interesting look at it. Everyone's excited to see Ezekiel Elliott come back. And if Rod Smith is still having the production he is, there will be discussion.
2: Boy, well, I tell you, we've kind of flipped around on what we'd like to see. You know, Mickey was talking about the toys and you can't get all the toys on the field and you know the caller. By the way, I love his voice, but I, I, great voice, a great voice,
1: radio, radio voice. voice
2: for sure. But I, I, I love the. Uh, you know, it, it, we talk about this. How do you get guys? How do you get? I think when you see Zeke get back, it's gonna Zeke gets back, it's gonna be Zeke running the football. It's gonna be Zeke running a screen. It's gonna be maybe Zeke on some of those plays. But to to try and put him and Smith on the field at the same time, I'm still trying to get. Beasley and Switzer on the field at the same time. You know, I mean, that's that, that just, it seems like that the coaches have their plans, have their ideas now, maybe depending again, what's happening with, with Bryce Butler, that takes a guy out of the situation. You know, again, who are you going to take off the field when you do those kinds of things? I know they don't want to take Witten off the field. So yeah, it's, it's great to come up with some ideas, but they, they, they're struggling with the guys that they actually have right now to create stuff with.
4: Well, if you're going empty yeah, and Butler's not there. I'd rather see Switzer on the field, absolutely, than Noah Brown.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair.
4: Could I just elect- think you got better a route runner and some, yeah, guys yeah. that kind of mess around in the slot there than a you know kind of a bigger wide receiver on the outside who's probably not going to get down the field.
2: See, that's what I'm saying though. If you think about the way that Dak throws the football. The underneath the intermediate stuff, we always talk about him from one to five yards being like an, an an 80% passer. If you do get the ball, we've seen what you could do with even though that that Beasley hasn't got off a long run, he got one the other day, but it you know, you want to do that. You want to we've seen Switzer run the ball as a punt returner, a kick returner. Why not throw him the ball?
4: Get it in it, his hands.
2: Get him in his hands. I mean, it, it, is that play better than trying to throw a 50-50 ball to Bryce Butler or throw a 50-50 ball to Noah Brown? I think Mickey makes a good point by that.
4: You know, and the other thing is, how are they going do they think they have a corner that can play man on Des Bryant? Because if we're going to be realistic, the reason Rod Smith did what he did on the 81 yard uh, catch and run, was they were doubling Dez, Dez yeah. and there was no safety in the middle of the field. It, those safeties doubled to the outside. So, yeah. like, when everybody asked that question about, well, can this guy, you know, can Dez do this, or, well, does the other team want to take the chance of Dez yeah. doing this?
2: They left the guy one-on-one with Rod Smith, and, again, I see the caller's point about trying to get him the football in his hands. That, that, that was a good – that was just a great design, great advantage, and Dak give him credit for the read, but – and a yeah. great
4: adjustment by Dak to, yeah. to get him out there. Get him out there. And I don't he know if him. that was the play design no, he or he walked saw
2: him. it and he, he said, hey, walk him. go over there in yeah, the slot. Walk him over there and then run the, run the play. Because he could them.
4: see they were doubling depth.
2: Absolutely. They knew that, yeah, him and Beasley were getting the double. So that's why those things, you
4: know, get lost. It's like, okay, are they doubling them? And, and, and a lot of times it's not a true double. It's like they'll leave the linebacker out there so he can't run a slant. Right. So now you've got
2: one route third and 5 you don't want Des Bryant running a slant if you're a defense mm-hmm. defender you okay. just don't and and Spagnuolo tried to take that away
1: What were you going to say Rob Well I
3: he mentioned Zeke coming back and you said when he comes back in he's going to be involved in the running game pass game obviously I am curious though and I guess we're just not going to know till he gets back here and gets back into practice is he can you pencil him in for 55 snaps 50 snaps after missing six games, I guess we'll have to wait and see. This I'm, is, this I'm sure you'd prefer that. Yeah, if you're it, the coaching staff. This but. is
2: this. I hate to I hate to be this guy, but but we're to the point where it doesn't matter.
3: You got to you gotta go.
2: You, 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 yeah. it, it, the time to load the wagon has. We're, we're on the we're on the Oregon Trail right now. We're trying to avoid the plague and. All the Indians and everybody else. I mean, what happens if
4: to... he if he gets tired and gets hurt? Okay, now yeah. he's going to miss one game.
3: Yeah, I know. I just it's just no, no. I, I understand, understand about six I, weeks no, and, ha- right. and you and you haven't if, seen him and you yeah, haven't had contact with him. Right. You
2: know, your your point is your point is well taken. But I'm to the point now where we're past we're past that worrying about health. It's now about we got to go win football games. Yeah, we've got to find a way. And your hope, your hope. Is that he comes back a pissed off football player, and you're playing for something, and he can show you that against Seattle. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he has a 31 carry game for 183 yards, and you're leaving AT and T Stadium with a chance to go to Philadelphia and get in this thing.
1: We can expect to see him here on Tuesday. Yes. Is that when he's allowed. No, to
2: Monday, shoot? right? Well, Monday, but yeah, they're not. Well, they're, they, they don't do. That it. At yeah, yeah, we yeah they don't. See unless them. you see him in the dining hall.
1: Yeah. You'll, you'll oh, hear, I
4: bet he's hear here before,
2: on Monday. Yeah, you'll hear him before
4: you see him. I bet.
1: Oh, he's Or you'll a great see voice.
4: him running by. Yeah. You know, and, and it won't Snapchat. Be that first game, that's the problem, because he'll have the freshest legs of anybody. Oh, he'll be. He'll it'll be. He'll the, be good to go. It'll be the second game when he's beat up after not doing it for a while.
2: I just want him to be a pissed off football player those last two weeks. If it matters, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. That that okay? I I'm back and I'm about to carry this, you know what, home
1: wearing that crop top looking good yeah. looking fresh yep. yeah.
2: it's
4: like it's like the you know what you said all, all hands on deck right yeah. the yeah. guy that's driving the chuck wagon yeah give him a gun yeah exactly
2: we're, we're, we're taking on we're, we're, we're yeah we're trying to avoid disease and a lot of things along gotta the go. way we got to get to the west we got to go west there's got- that mountain. We gotta get there. Go you got to, to get to the Rams here. <laughs> and
1: we, unfortunately we have to take a break before then, but join us when we come back because we got Rob Twitter poll and it's gonna start a big discussion. And I voted.
0: This is Talkin' Cowboys.
4: Wonder if they had any Papa John's pizza at that owner's meeting yesterday for you guys. Of course they did, Mick. Absolutely. They know what makes a good pizza. Those ingredients with veggies that are never frozen and pepperoni that's never filled with anything but pork and beef. With ingredients like that, you have better pizza and you have Papa John's for the owner's meeting.
1: Yeah, before we get to Rob's Twitter poll, Mm. we have to get to the Oakland Raiders injury report because it's pretty full if you guys have looked at it. Of course, it's not too many guys that you're really too concerned with, but some of these guys, a lot of them had Veterans Day Mm. yesterday. Yeah, You know, Bruce Irvin, Kelow Mack, they were on there for not injury-related, assuming that's just a Veteran Day for them, especially at this time in the season. But, you know, we've talked about Amari Cooper being in and out. He was DMP yesterday. He
2: looked gimpy watching the Kansas City tape.
1: Did he really? Yeah,
2: he did. He sure did. Tried to play, couldn't play, tried to play, couldn't play. You know, it was pretty pretty painful to watch him play. No catches that game, by the way.
1: Yeah, and Jared Cook, the guy that we just talked about, he was limited with the wrist. Mm. So they've got key injuries, and, you know, you have to look at those throughout this week because whoever will be playing, they have to go their full. Yeah. Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Rob, we'll get to your Twitter poll.
3: All right, we were talking about, first segment, the rookie DBs on this Cowboys defense. Yes. Playing a lot, playing a lot of snaps, playing well. Still needs some more experience, still needs some improvement, but doing a good job. Which of the three has the most upside, do you feel like? Cheeto, Jordan Lewis, or Xavier Woods? Did you vote in this one, Vic? I did
4: vote. Uh, Did did you write in one? I, I took the second round pick. Oh, you
2: went with the easy one, huh? Yes. Jordan
1: Lewis. He'll no. have a full off season. No, Woosier was, uh, yeah, was the second-round
2: pick. Wouzier. Yeah, I voted for Wouzier. Yeah, Lewis was the third.
3: His third-round pick could have been a s- easily first, second-round pick.
2: Easily could have been a
3: 2nd Xavier Woods was a sixth-round pick, could have been a third-round yeah. pick, third pick, honestly, yeah. based on, on talent. Okay. Why do you say Cheeto,
4: Mick? Because I just think he's really good. Okay. And I think <laughs> that his upside starts at a higher level than uh the other guys so i'm i'm going i think he's the real deal real deal yep
3: like pro bowl style one day at some point okay
1: he's had a hard season i mean he's played through injuries he's had to miss a lot of time you know training camp i I would love to see cheeto just have a full season because you know i think he is very versatile that was a big key you we were listening to some of the scouts talk about some of the bowl games they're going to go to right and some of them, you hear the name, and you're like, "That doesn't sound like a very good bowl." Yeah. And I was bringing it up to one, and he goes, "Well, I saw Cheeto there last year, so that yeah. was a big bowl game for the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah So yeah. Well, I like what Mickey's saying about Cheeto. And, and, and you know what's funny when, when I sat down and put together a board for the draft that we do for 1053, and Jeff Cavanaugh and Kevin Turner and I we had, we had a wooer higher than Lewis on our board. And, and, but we had them both in the second round, but the way we slotted them, Awuzie was above Lewis. And, you know, it's funny when you talk to the scouts again, like Taylor was saying, they, they think that Lewis is the one that's got the most upside, but the one that's, that is again, how he's caught my eye in the coverage, the mobility, the tackling, the positioning, Awozie looks like to me. He's got the build for it. He's got the temperament for it, you know. And that 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 makes you feel like that going. But I I, Jordan Lewis played well the other day. Jordan Lewis didn't look grabby, holdy, all those things that we've kind of see where you know he's had some issues. He didn't look that way. So I, but I I I, I'm going to go with Mickey on this one. I, I think the guy that's got the most. The most upside, and not to say that Lewis is not going to be good, but I think the guy that when it's all said and done will be, uh, will be,
3: will be, uh, will be Cheeto. Say, in agreement?
1: I got to go Lewis on this one. Nice. I I want, I'm curious to see what the fans said.
3: They picked Cheeto. 57% said Cheeto, and you know, he's got, more physically he's 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 built to you know he's a bigger corner he can handle some of the bigger receivers in the league so he's got that advantage jordan lewis got 32 percent of the vote followed by xavier woods so yeah maybe that was a predictable poll i don't know but all three are playing well and all three of them you can see a role for them going forward cheeto by the way is going home this weekend he's from san jose so he's got a lot of family out there uh they're either uh he said they're either raiders or 49ers fans but they got a route for me on sunday it was
2: a who who went to who had the hometown game? Oh gosh. It was uh, it was Chaz Green, Atlanta, right? Oh yeah. When he had like sixty something
1: people
2: at the Oh, game. that's right. Yeah. That was like a Florida, that everybody got to go see Chaz. He makes the start.
1: Well, I told you Lance Dunbar that one time he returns to New Orleans and now he
2: got blown up.
1: Yeah, poor guy, bless him. You know, his ACL. Let
2: me ask you this. Do you think that people vote? Guys are jinxing on I was gonna ask oh, you
1: when that, he returned to Colorado.
2: No, got injured. Well, let me ask you this: So, when, when you when you think about when you think about uh, with the and, and Lewis, do you think its fans have seen Lewis play a, much more, and that's kind of kind of swaying them to
3: why they're thinking the way they are? What game did Cheeto come back and start? Was it two games ago? Washington, wasn't it? He was so physical and productive in that game. I think, and it's a smaller sample size, but I think fans saw that and were like, "Wow, this guy makes plays on the ball. He's aggressive." He's in position, and and so yeah. But yeah, they haven't seen as much of him as they have from Lewis.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if they voted voted for Cheeto just because they haven't seen as much from him, and then we haven't seen the mistakes. And I mean, we've we've seen we've seen Lewis play since Denver. Yeah, I right we thought about he that. Wasn't I mean, he's really play at he's, all. He's been wound up playing a lot. Yeah, he's been yeah. playing all the games. I mean, they throw him out there. We've seen the good. We've seen the bad. I wonder if fans are just kind of like thinking. We haven't seen that yet from we haven't seen that from uh, Awuzie so maybe
3: it would have been a closer you know closer vote. It's like you said in terms of pre-draft rankings they were right there. I mean it's not like it's a clear cut okay who was higher rated coming out of the of mm-hmm. uh, the draft they're both in that second round range. Yeah. 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 Let's
1: go to the phone lines. We have Lehman. I hope I said that right from DC you can totally correct me.
5: <laughs> it's Lamon. <Mans>. Lamon. <laughs>
1: Hey, I bet you you've had to deal with that for a long time.
5: I, always, always, always. I think you guys are on to something about the corner, young cornerbacks. I think Woozy a little bit more physical. Um, it, ha- it has the swagger. I think Lewis definitely has the swagger. I just think needs to develop just a little bit more uh, physicality and I think he'll have the potential to be a lockdown corner. I think we got something going great with these two young corners. But um do you think the narrative about De- uh, Dak not being able to win without Zeke uh is losing steam? Uh we don't we don't see him win back to back games. And um I don't think Dez um is over the hill.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: I think um I just think him and Dak haven't been able to get get on the same page. And it's kinda of frustrating once once you once you finally get the ball and you try to make a play, it's frustration that sets in and then you end up uh just like on Sunday, losing the ball on the deep on on the on the deep on the deep throw. You know, it, it gets frustrating after a while after not getting in the ball, but um uh, what do you guys think?
1: Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for the call. Lamont. You know what? Dak
4: evidently told Des, the same thing he told Beasley in that game when Beasley dropped the ball. Yeah. And when I was talking to Beasley about the drop, he goes, yeah, but you know what the good thing was? He goes, I came back to the huddle and I was apologizing. And Dak told me, don't apologize. Yeah. He goes, I've missed you on passes. Sure. And evidently, he told Des the same thing. Sure. Said, Forget about it. He said he kept coming back to the huddle and bringing it up. And it's like, quit talking about it. Yeah. Short-term you know, memory. I've thrown you a bad pass before, yeah. so let, let's go. Let's go make a play. And that's the good thing about Dak. He's he's, he's mature beyond his years, and he, he doesn't make excuses or let other people take the fall for his play, even though sometimes they should. He falls on his sword, I, and that's uh, what a quarterback yeah, has I have, to do.
2: I have always been impressed, and I know you guys are scrambling to get out of a stadium or scrambling to get out of a locker room. But we sit there and get the the post game, you know, with Dak. And there's been some games where he stood up there, where it could have been 45 other guys standing behind him saying, "That was me."
1: He knows what that
2: that was me. Yeah. He every single time. Every and time. I, I I've told this to, to to Nate Newton. I said, "Hey, the most admirable thing about that young man is that he's willing to stand up there and take the blame." When again, forty-five other guys could have just as easily were just as bad as he was.
1: So, is it easy to see why a locker room got behind a rookie quarterback? Oh, the way absolutely,
2: they did? you could. And and I'm a, I was a Romo fan. I mean, I was a big. I wanted to see Romo play. I, I love Tony Romo. I was he was part of my life. He, you know, those that, that all really great things. But I do admire Dak Prescott. I do. I admire him from what he did at Mississippi State against my alma mater. I saw him do that the biggest thing you could say about Dak Prescott and how much talent he has is when scouts went back to Mississippi state after he left and they thought, well, hey, this is a 10, nine win, 10 win team. And they went back and the talent level was really a five win team or a six win team. That's what he was able to bring to your, to your team. And then scouts are like, well, where's all the talent? You guys went 10 games last year. You know, Dan Mullen's like, the talent's over at the Cowboys right now. You know, that's the type of guy you have. And, You know, I respect him for that because it's not always perfect for him. He's not a perfect quarterback. He's not going to make you – he's not a Drew Brees. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But he's tough. In this day and age, you've got to have a tough guy. Reminds me of Brett Favre in that way. Mm -hmm. Be tough. Get respect from your teammates and go lead. And I think that's the the biggest things you can say about him.
1: Yeah, I like that you bring up Mississippi State. You know, when we traveled over to Starkville, Mississippi – that was just the first thing that ever yeah. brought up: is that everyone could follow him. Sure, you, you can. Know, He's easy talk, to do. Talked about in recruiting, you know, yeah. he was not the most highly touted recruitable quarterback, right. That they had coming into Mississippi State, and he said that they had held a workout, and all these guys were following Dak. Yeah, it's a workout of over four hundred guys. Yeah, just following Dak.
2: You
3: just, you it's
1: just tangibles.
2: Just you keep know. getting yeah. him help. You know, keep getting him help. Let the line develop. You know, whatever you have to do at receiver, help him. Help him that
1: way. Did you guys see what Eric Dickerson said about Ezekiel Elliott? Have you seen that yet? No, I have not. So obviously the Cowboys are still not eligible to have contact with Ezekiel Elliott, but other people can and mm-hmm. one of those one of those guys is Eric Dickerson. He has had contact with Ezekiel Elliott since his suspension and he says he looks great. He said mm. he looks fantastic and that Zeke has, you know, has this mindset that in his first game back, he's going to get 200 yards. Yeah,
2: let's hope so. Let's hope it yeah. means something too.
1: Yeah. You know, it's always it's always good to see these former players interacting with the current players that sometimes need help.
3: Yep. Yeah. And that, that's a guy that Zeke was going after his rookie rushing record last year too and could have gotten it maybe if, you know, a couple more couple more games. Um, a
1: couple more 200-yard games? Yeah,
3: a couple more of those. Yeah, you know, guy that got to sit six games and, and is still adamant I did nothing wrong. There's got to be major motivation coming back, especially if your football team you come back like you said, Brian, and you got two games to go and you might have a playoff team. Yeah, there's got to be a huge motivation there on his part next yeah. week. He's got to feel like
2: he's let down guys like Jason Witten and you know some of the guys, maybe even Dak. Maybe you know, he's felt like he you know, hey, I, I missed. I missed you guys when I, I needed to be here when we were playing this season. Yeah, you, know, you got some guys in the team. Maybe Orlando Skandrick. There's another veteran player, Justin Durant.
3: Guys, guys that may not have a whole lot. There, of there's guys.
2: There's guys without campaigns here that have not many campaigns left. Yeah. And so to to miss that part of it, you know, hopefully he's got that that remorse in his in his heart right now. Yeah,
1: I think that goes to Le question about you know Dak not having Zeke, the narrative that he wasn't able to do it in two games, you know, two division games as well, and What's been the
2: difference? Wins? With what was what difference?
4: I feel like that's the a last two question. games. Yeah. What's been the difference? What do the you last think two the games? difference is? He's got a healthy offensive line. Yeah, it you, does
1: you, help.
2: You've been you've been talking about that. You've been getting the right tackle that's played at a pretty nice level. You know, your left guard has not been a been an issue. I mean, they, they didn't they didn't go five games, and it's like, oh, now
4: I know how to play without Zeke. Yeah. Like the light just came on. I think if you listen carefully how he answered the question and how Jason answered the question, they weren't buying into that theory. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, there's
4: that. I mean, what did he learn? What did he have to learn? What do you mean? Back? Yeah. Like, hit the open receiver? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. He got sacked 14 times in those three games that they lost. 14! Think about that. That was his fault? Because he didn't know how to play without Zeke?
3: They got complete performances from the entire football game these last team these last yes, games exactly. too. You got a, you got a special teams touchdown. You got a bunch of takeaways against Washington and, and Sean Lee made a huge difference and last the week. Defense so. didn't give up thirty points. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's a team game, no question.
1: Team game, all three phases. Hopefully, we don't see any more missed extra points from Dan Bailey. No,
2: don't need that. Yeah, we
1: don't need that. No. You know, I I think you're going to look at something. I think no matter what, this game this weekend will be a close one. Because whenever you have to look at, you're relying on your defense to shut down an offense, it always feels like it gets really close.
3: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Falcons game a little bit. It does? Yeah, because you're facing a team that was really good last year, that's still got a lot of talent offensively, and for some reason they haven't been able to put it play very well. Yeah, and they're trying to find an answer, and so can they find an answer at home?
1: Who's had so. a more disappointing season, the Dallas Cowboys or the Oakland Raiders, with the expectations that were set from the outside perception? Of what their teams were capable of producing, of course, you know, Derek Carr led them to the playoffs, but wasn't able to play. Had to have Connor Cook step in.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, he missed a game, right? One game. He did. Yeah. What do you think? Well, he
2: missed the playoff game, I, that too. The, you know, the what's the strangest thing right now is at six and seven, the Raiders are still. In this, the chance to win the division,
1: absolutely the AFC, and, they, and they've the
2: got game. and they've got games against the division. They got they got to play, they got to finish with the with yeah the, with the uh, they got the, the eagles chargers. well they got the eagles and the chargers left after the cowboys. They're so, one game different than the cowboys. That's they're, what I'm
4: they're, saying. They're exactly the, the yeah you the put them in the same. Category. You can you yeah. can absolutely. look at the stats. Yeah,
2: look at how they've won in a streak and lost in a streak. I think you'd have to put to answer your question. I think you'd have to put the Raiders. The Cowboys, I mean, with what we've known with the six games, or hopefully it'll be three and three without Zeke. But I, I think that to me, Raiders, Cowboys, Tampa were those teams that I was kind of expecting better, better results. Yeah. Wasn't an- expecting the Saints to be division leaders right now, to be honest with you.
1: Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, to answer my own question, I, I think I'd go with the Raiders on this one because I thought once Derek Carr was coming back, of course he got injured week five. That never helps anyone, but I I thought they were going to make a real run. I thought, okay, they're finally getting that confidence they've needed. Uh They returned to the playoffs. It was a disappointing playoff because you had a rookie quarterback who never started a football game, but you had all the pieces, and you added more pieces. I mean, guys, what would you look at our D-line if we had Bruce Irvin and Khalil Mack on each end? Oh, sure. I think we'd be pretty dangerous out there. So to see and that, Mario Edwards
2: is not a bad player
1: either yeah. now. And but their of,
4: problem has been they have in the, the game. Look at the scores
3: of the games they've lost.
1: Absolutely. They've, they've
4: scored like oh no. eight points, yeah. ten
3: points. They haven't know. scored more than 17 points in every loss they yeah. had, all seven losses. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah
4: the, their problem has been surprisingly on offense. and, and yeah.
1: Or you wouldn't think it. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's very stum- stumbling when you have somebody like Amari Cooper. Of course, he's been banged up, but Marshawn Lynch, I mean, his yards average is, is very low. Mm-hmm. It's very low. I think it's 4. like 4.2. 4.2, <clears throat> yeah.
4: Well, it's, for him, for him. It's probably not that bad because he's a plugger. He's never going to be a guy that's going to take off and hit you for 80 yards at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, sometimes
1: yeah. I look at my But Brown he's still
4: got seven he's touchdowns. He's fullback. <laughs> he's built like one. He is. A
2: truck
1: he is he's he's dangerous but you know regardless i think you're right brian the the raiders are almost in a better spot though just being where they are in the afc well
2: they went and laid an egg at kansas city last week and they had a chance to split
1: games between them
2: had a chance to bury kansas city last week after all the problems they have and make them six and seven instead of them so they've got stuff to play for i mean there's no question They, they they need to draw the line in the sand right now they need they need a victory and so does Dallas. Sounds
4: like the speech that Del Rio gave him on Monday, yeah. Monday after yeah. they blew yeah. their chance against yeah. the Chiefs, who yeah. had lost, what, four straight, and they get beat by them? Like they that. got
3: pummeled. Strange lady. Yeah.
4: NFL Del Rio still, can hey. give
1: some good motivational oh, speech. Del Rio
4: said they need to play like their hair's on fire. Yep. I love Hair, it.
1: Hair's on fire. Well, we'll have a fiery Friday show for you guys when you join us tomorrow, same time, same place, same people. Join us then.